0: It's Ask an Engineer. Hey,
1: everybody, and welcome to Ask an Engineer, our one-hour weekly show that we do every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, where uh, we're social but keeping our distance. You're over there watching us to the screen. That's right. We're here in New York. Nobody else is here, so this yeah. is the the factory's quiet right now. But uh, we got an exciting show for you tonight with all sorts of stuff like new products and new new product introductions. Uh, we got videos, tutorials, CircuitPython news, all that stuff, including a code. And uh, Mr. Lady is going to tell you all about
0: it. All right, on tonight's show, the code is, in it together, ten percent off on the Adafruit store all the way up to 11:59 p.m. Anything that's in stock, and this is for everything but. Academy, gift certificates, and box. Um, the code is in it together because we are in it together. This is our entire team that was here one of the Fridays not too long ago. So there's about half of us in this photo. And when you place an order and use the code in it together, you support us, an open source hardware company here in New York City. And um, I'm going to uh, change, change the order of the way we do things. So one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight is, obviously, there's a lot of things going on with COVID-19. Uh, There's school closures around Mm -hmm. the country. There's going to be transit things that are going on. There's events that are being canceled. But one of the things that we wanted to do over the last decade is have a a place online every single week where people can get together no matter what. Lots of events that we couldn't make it to because we couldn't leave to travel to go somewhere because we're running Adafruit. Um, So a lot of people are now jumping in feet first into online videos, uh, working remotely, and we've been built like this for a long time. So um, one of the things I wanted to reassure everyone, uh, Adafruit's in New York City, New York City will probably be in the news because it's where um, a, a lot of the uh, positive tests are coming out of. Uh, we'll be okay. Uh, Adafruit was born not too far from here, the shadow of where the Trade Center was. We watched the uh, Freedom Tower get built. Yeah, every day. Every single Fine. week. Yes. <laughs> and uh, that, was a, that was an area that was in recovery. Um, We started Adafruit uh, when things really started to take off uh, when we were an apartment company was right after 2008, and that was the financial crisis. I remember we needed to take our money out of the bank that uh, we had because we knew it was going to get shut down. Um, It was a good guess, but we took it out. We got a cashier's check so we could pay our taxes. So we wanted to make sure we did that. So um, other things that happened for the folks that have been watching the show for a long time, uh, Sandy hit not too long ago feels feels like yesterday but it was you know it was was a long time ago um not too long ago in 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 how you know you you think of uh an event like that and adafruit was shut down for a while and uh, we kept people updated on our blogs and any social media that we used at the time we did uh the live broadcasts when we could uh there was no power and uh one of the things that was important to us and this is again early on in adafruit we had just moved to one of the floors in this factory have since grown, grown to three floors is uh, we paid all of our employees during that time. We're set up right now if things like that happen. Um, all of our Adafruit team members, um, you know, here's shown a, here, here's well, some of them. Some of them. Um, that's just a glimpse. Uh, everyone at Adafruit has paid time off the first day they start here. So we never wanted to do the accrued paid time off because a lot of people they get a job and they have to work, you know, 30 hours for every one hour of time off. We don't do that. Um, right now, if anyone has uh, any uh, sickness or illness, they should not come in, and they don't have to worry about losing their jobs. They don't have to worry about time off. So that's one of the things that we set up from the start. We also made sure our entire team, and this is why, um, you know, we asked people to buy kits and electronics from us, is because we wanted one great healthcare care plan. Um, I had to send out an all-company-wide email about um, the, the updates to our health plan. So we used Aetna and we got kind of the, the, the best possible one that we can afford. It's to pretty good, yeah. It's expensive. Um, but Aetna keeps sending out more updates for they're going to weigh fees for COVID testing, no co pays, no co-pays. the pharmacy benefit. Yeah. Um, they do delivery now. And I know a lot of companies have different healthcare plans for their employees. There's the people that are hourly and the people that are salary. There's executives and then there's everybody else. Um, we decided not to do that. And when we talked to our healthcare broker, they said, well, that's very unusual. We had to tell, we had to tell them, no, we never want to be in a situation where there's different levels of care for the employees so when people ask like i have the
1: same health insurance as somebody who walks in tomorrow on the first day on the job same thing with our 401k
0: 401k not so interesting right now because of the stock market but we did the same 401k for everyone so you know there's a lot of times that people say oh i can always get something cheaper from china or like why should i buy from you know this woman-owned company well these are some of the reasons if you want to see this type of change in the world, we, we've been operating like this. Um, we knew at some point that there would be some type of crisis or tragedy in New York that we'd have to get through because mm-hmm. it's happened before. Yeah. Um, Sandy, we got through. Uh, I was in New York on September 10th and I uh, flew out and then 9-11 hit. So I, I've lived through a lot of different things. That was just luck that I happened to be a few blocks away and flew home the day before. Um, but we we do have you know an, a, enough runway as a company To survive and yeah yeah things will be better on the other side but uh, just so everyone knows I do expect there to be some delays in shipping I expect uh, there'll be delays with us getting some parts from around the world there'll be a lot of things Um, we'll get through this and how we treat each other now don't forget we're gonna be all stuck with each other on the other side of this so um, you know it cut everybody a little bit of slack Uh, not just us uh, but everyone yeah. because I think a lot of people their uh, their lives are changing significantly there's going to be a lot of uh, parents that work here at Adafruit that have to take care of their kids if there's a school closure and we have to make sure that we're flexible enough so they can just leave and take care of that so we'll be operating maybe even on different shifts we, shifts, we might do weekend work um, we have people that have different commuting scenarios we also have a distributed team around the world you'll see a lot of Adafruit remote team members who produce content and publish code they're,
1: well. like, they're like, we're set, they we're, we're ready. They were built <laughs>
0: for that. Um, and so I just want to let everyone know, we'll be fine, um, but now is the time to su- support all the companies and all the things that you want to see succeed because they'll need your help. Yeah. Um, that is one thing for sure. So when we you know toss around these codes and show pictures, um, this is what we've built this for. Um, so thank you, everyone who's been with us over the last 10 plus years. Um, we built something sturdy, and uh, we'll get through this together, and we'll also be in all the online places like we always are, Um, You know, Discord is great. We did that from the start. I
1: know, and it's great. And it's, you know, people who, they might be a little bit more lonely because they can't go to events and talk to people and and be social, maybe working from home. And that's why we have Discord, and we have um, these live streams. We have tons of live streams all through the week. And we have people hanging on Discord, chit-chatting, working on projects, yeah. showing off projects. If you literally. ever wanted
0: to join a community where you can show your projects, share code if you want to lo- work on a fantastic project like CircuitPython, now's the time. Yep. And you may have the time. So. Yeah. OK. OK. We'll talk about show and tell people around the world showing and sharing their projects. JP's workshop is tomorrow at 4 PM Eastern time. We'll show some videos and more, including Make Code Minute. We have some Python on Hardware News, some jobs from the for Job Board. Time travel, 3D printing, main New York City factory footage. We've got new products. We've got top secret. We'll answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, where you can join 16,000 of us. All that and more on, you guessed it, Ask Engineer. engineer. Okay, so Lady Ada, let's kick it off. Let folks know right now, we're still doing freebies.
1: We're still doing freebies and we're still shipping. So if you would like to order some stuff and you use that code, uh, and you have $99 or more in your cart, you'll get a free pro-proto half-size breadboard. Very handy for taking your solderless breadboard project, soldering this to the PCB to make it permanent using the nice through-hole plated gold pads and the wonderful silk screen in three colors with white and background and red and blue markings and, and black uh, pin markings as well. It's handy, I love these things. Um, $199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping. That's free shipping in the content of the United States with trackable, insured UPS ground. And at $2.99 or more, you get a free Circuit Playground Express. A great all in one learning platform if you want to learn how to code or how to do electronics. No soldering required. It comes with all the LEDs and sensors and chips that you need to get going. Uh, you can run it with Arduino, CircuitPython, code.org, CS Discoveries, or make code with JavaScript or Python if you're just starting out, as well as other exciting languages.
0: Okay, in the US, UPS ground is way to go. Postal, there might be some delays, um, and not always up to the minute tracking, and DHL for international. Same day delivery is still happening here in New York City. We have not received word that it's not happening yet. Um, I expect it probably will be different next week or so, but for now, if you check out before 11 a.m., you can get same day delivery here in New York City. tell. people around the world showing sharing their projects, Lady Ada was on the show and tell and what did they share this week Well we
1: had a lot of people come by and show us off their projects um, people are making cool things uh, we kicked it off with um, Anne who made uh, a bag a guide using um, the bright wearables uh, purse bag it's a lovely pink purse and uh, used a clue board to add a, a image displayer and LED uh, swirling effect circuit python brent just wrapped up the guide and code for adding wiznet ethernet to circuit python so if you have circuit python boards uh we have wi-fi but maybe you want to use ethernet because ethernet is um reliable it's really fast and it's got cables no ssid stuff required uh check out the library and the guide and uh it should be working pretty nicely and he says it's super fun to use and also showed off a cheer lights demo Phil B is working on NeoPixel zero DMA, improving it for every single board that we um, are making with the SAMD21 and SAMD51. So um, if you wanna use NeoPixels, on many of our boards, you can use DMA to make it super fast. Uh, Brian wrote a little register renamer helper uh, to help him debug I 2 C traces as he's uh, writing up the code for the ICM 2948. Non-Pedro did a video for for we'll show that later, uh, and they, um, showed off their demos, including a little servo, remote servo controller and environmental monitor. Um, Scott is uh, still hacking on low power. He's well rested. He's sleeping a lot. Well, nice his code's sleeping a lot. Um, he's uh, improved the low power usage of the Feather Sense by about six times um, by, you know, sleeping the board and turning off all peripherals, turning off the LEDs and such um, between wake-ups. Um, JP is working on more egg drop, uh, projects, so he is, I wrote up a guy, but he's going to add a little bit more on, um, different ways to use a box and, uh, rubber bands to keep your virtual Clue egg from cracking. Um, Melissa got a Clue working with a Bit buggy; it's a little, um, remote control two-wheeled buggy bot for micro microbit, but she got it working with Clue. We had Sophie come by, she milled her own PCBs, soldered NeoPixels for them, and they worked! Uh, Drew learned, uh, sorry, Helen learned that she has to use teardrop uh, effects on flux PCBs uh, for her uh, sewable synthesizer project, so learning a lot with that. More coming soon with sewable synthesizers. And uh, Drew also showed off a PCB that's going to be in the Oshawa swag bag that uh, people will be getting even though um, we're not physically all showing up here in New York. You'll get that bag shipped to you, and you can follow along, learn how to solder surface mount components with Drew's uh, LED Blinky Kit.
0: All right. All participants of the Show & Tell get an As Seen on Show & Tell sticker, email support at If you're a kid, please have a Guardian-like entity email for you. Tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, is JP's show, JP's workshop. JP will be showing you a variety of things. Here is a preview of some of the things we're working on with the egg drop. So, if you're wondering what that is, um, a lot of Adults probably remember when they were a kid, you would get an egg, you would build a contraption to do your best job to make it so it doesn't crack open when it hits the ground. Well, now there's an option without breaking an egg. No it, egg. It, yeah, no eggs were harmed in this demo. Right. And so what we did is we used a clue, and it'll show uh, on there if it gets a significant enough impact, the egg, the display, uh, picture of the egg will crack open.
1: That's right. So
0: I, we're working on that.
1: It's a great way to also learn about acceleration and shock which is the change in acceleration, which is what we're measuring, um, and using the clue graphical display so you can uh, plot and uh, read exactly how much better or worse your contraption is. So it's not just egg broken or not, you can actually see the level of uh, Gs, how much force um, the cyber egg took.
0: Okay, and also every single Thursday on JP's Workshop is Make Good Minute, so take it away, JP.
2: What I wanted to show today in the Make Code Minute is how you can use JavaScript to alter the functionality of some of your code blocks to do things that the code blocks themselves can't do. Uh, so what am I talking about here? Let's take a look at my overhead. And uh, I have a Circuit Playground Express here. When I press the A button, you'll see I'm going to light up the LEDs one at a time starting with LED zero and running up to LED nine and that's easy to do in blocks, I'll show you how. The thing that's not so easy to do in blocks is to run it in reverse. So I'm using this B button, and that actually takes them from nine back down to zero. Uh, So how do you do that? Here's what happens when I press button A. Um, I am setting all the pixels to black, and then I'm using this for loop. And the for loop essentially takes a variable that's called index in this case, and it runs it as 0 to the number that you put at the top of this thing. So it's going to run it 10 times. It's going to go 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Each time it iterates, it adds 1 to that index value. So that means that we can set the pixel color at LED 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. And I'm pausing a little bit between them. But there is no block that allows me to change this number. I can't say go from 9 to 0 and subtract. So I'm going to do that in JavaScript. And the way to do that is to just take uh, our code from blocks over to JavaScript. And what I did was I just looked at how did that first one work. I copied and pasted that and then I reversed things. So I said, here's my, here's my duplicate of it. I said, let's take that uh, index and give it a new name. So it's unique. So I said reverse index, rev index is nine. As long as it is larger than or equal to zero, we're gonna proceed. And then every time the loop runs, we do this rev index minus minus, which is the same as minus one. Uh, the rest of the code is the same. If I head back to blocks, there is my code block. It, uh, it gets it. It realizes, okay, you did something over in JavaScript. We can't represent that in pre-baked blocks, but we'll give you this little gray uh, sort of non-editable block that shows you what that code is, which is your signal to head on over to JavaScript land if you want to edit that. Uh, and so that is a way that you can get new functionality from a block by heading over to JavaScript inside of Make Code. And that is your Make Code Minute.
0: All right, and don't forget JP's workshop tomorrow at four p.m. Eastern Time. All right, it is now time for Python on Hardware news.
1: Blinka, blinka, blinka.
0: So, uh, some significant news, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone who works on this newsletter and watching this thing called Circuit Python, um, Serpente is now a success story. Um, the title of our newsletter this week was. CircuitPython empowering makers to make businesses. So this is a Serpente. It's from Arturo. Um, you can see it's $15 bucks, uh, a pop. Uh, we sell them on Adafruit. That's right. And they're also on tindy.com. They have uh, pretty much universal five-star reviews. Arturo was able to make hardware and not have to worry about the software as much because Arturo used CircuitPython. So CircuitPython, much like Python, is one of those batteries included every time there's an update. You she get gets it. an update. And one of the things, because uh, I wrote this up as one thing uh, as far as like a little mini case study, as they say in the biz world, um, Arturo sold 400 of these. That's Couldn't a lot. have done it without the awesome power of CircuitPython, and um, it is something that we see taking off. Um, for open source hardware makers or pretty much anyone, um, Sony today, uh, they uh, their, their board, the uh, Spresens, Spresens yeah. um, they get all the new features of CircuitPython every time there's an update. So they just send their customers over to circuitpython.org slash downloads. There's a picture of the board, and it's literally just as just as easy as dragging and dropping a file, and now you've got the latest version of CircuitPython.
1: Yeah, so, and we're adding more and more. We just added Microlab. It's going to be coming out in a new release. We're working on adding RG matrices. There's a lot of stuff that you don't have to worry about if your board is ported to CircuitPython and is part of our, our build platform. Yeah. We have, like, a hundred and... Plus boards that are already in there. Yeah. It's very and so easy.
0: I, I expect this is going to be very similar to um, what I saw when I uh, was writing about Arduino. So a million years ago, I wrote an article, why Arduino? One, why it's here to stay. And at the very end, I said, the things that, are, that make an electronics platform successful, that's going to happen no matter what the shape of the board. And this reminds me of that. So what I'm seeing is people that do hardware they're like how can i focus on the hardware how can i keep the cost down how can i make something that has bluetooth how can i make something that has wi-fi how can i make something that has a display all that stuff just delays your ability to ship hardware unless you can get something that's baked in open source and there's a big community behind it so there's frequent updates so um this is the you know Every news article about the world right now has a chart, and like I don't want to make a chart like this. But it looks like CircuitPython is following that the number of boards that we have. There's over 116 boards The number of libraries. There's over 200. Um, it has that same adoption curve that you see for really large electronic platforms. Yeah. So it'll be neat. Speaking of, so while the Open Hardware Summit is gone virtual, there are still things going on with the hardware. So this is a tray. This is from SparkFun. If you look really, 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 really close, you can see Blink in there. Ooh. So some of the badges have uh, Blinka on it. Here's the tester. And here's a pack that was getting shipped off. Um, let's uh, go to the overhead real quick. We have one. Thank you, Drew. This Yay. arrived today. This is a QR code where you can get the information about the badge. Yeah. And it's a wearable. You can see the size. This would fit well on a lady a wrist or any Ooh. wrist. And uh, this is, I think, one of the first prototypes that were made because eventually there was these. You uh, can you can see, little you can see the little
1: purple, yeah, yeah, little Oshparka uh, so niblets.
0: We'll probably be doing some projects with this and more. It's very similar to the Clue, so probably a lot of the things that you do with Clue will work on this. And then this particular wearable platform badge and all the things it does will always be updated as we update Circuit. Python. So this is a really neat thing that will last a very, very long time. The Open Hardware Summit physical one will be next year. Um, I ex- fully expect people to be hacking on these badges over the next year, so we'll probably see a lot of cool projects. So that is the Open Hardware badge.
3: Yay! There is
0: a new um, extension community made for uh, Visual Studio Code. This is from Joe. Joe wanted to bring the entire CircuitPython workflow into a single place in VS Code. This was inspired by Scott Hanselman's blog post and the VS Uh, code Arduino extension, and it's in the Visual Studio Marketplace right now. Um, The open serial console will prompt you for a serial port to connect to, then it'll display the serial port output from the board attached to the board. So if you like tools like Mew, but you like to use things like Visual Studio Code, this is for you.
1: This looks really nice. I might try this out. I love how there's like, it's not too much, you know, like some IDEs are just so intense. I like how this is it's very simple. Like the simplicity is important.
0: Next up, uh, Jay made a really fantastic tutorial on how to make a Circuit Python GPS locator. So this is a these are my favorite. These are single-serving devices. People always say, oh, why, do you get, why don't you get a phone? Well, a phone's not going to work all the time, and a phone can get turned off, you know, in a variety of ways. Or you can install an app. Where you, now you have the overhead of a phone, and you have a monthly service plan, all that stuff. This is a very straightforward, easy to make GPS that displays all sorts of things. 3D printed case. Very cool project. Thank you for sharing it, Jay. Um, bigish news, I think. Uh, MicroLab, you can crunch numbers fast with CircuitPython. Uh, Jeppler worked on this, and uh, it is one of the neatest things I've seen to come to CircuitPython because now you can do a bunch of number crunching tasks and tasks in CircuitPython, and about ten times as fast. Um, yes, for sensor sensors data, Yeah.
1: For doing like stuff that you want to visualize. I mean circuit python it's powerful but it's interpreted so if you have you know an array of a hundred numbers and you want to um, perform an operation on all of them you would normally have to go through and iterate through that array which you know it, it's, it takes more time in Python using new lab it's like NumPy it, it's the same thing it's like you have an array type and they can perform operations very quickly on all of them and because it's it's low-level written in C instead of use, doing the interpreter for every step Um, It's very, very fast. You can can do a lot of mathematical features. It's not exactly like NumPy, but it's heavily inspired by NumPy. So if you use NumPy, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know what this does. This is familiar. But obviously, we couldn't fit everything.
0: We did the IoT Design Week with Microchip, Wizard of Make Bob Martin. So if you want to see this, you can go to Microchip's YouTube channel and see the entire hour-long session. Thank you so much, Microchip for broadcasting this this was a virtual event planned ahead of time and was not because something was canceled by the way so, so handy
1: kind of, we were ready to go
0: yeah we were ready to do it last week we did ion MPI and we did an introduction to the ESP 32s2 and talked a little bit about how we're going to run circuit Python and tiny uh, USB on it check out that segment it's also a newsletter in beta adafruitdaily.com um, and we're gonna have the newsletter the blog post and everything go out about the same time each week So check that out if you want to get the latest and greatest on where you can get these new chips and more, and of course, some of the things that we're doing with CircuitPython. Um, This is kind of cool. Uh, This is a game of life made with CircuitPython. Brandon made this, um, and it's on a screen, and it's uh, starring the one and only Blinka.
1: Yeah, look at the tile action. So this is using um, the built-in tile capabilities of Display.io. You can't tell.
0: This is the Feather M4 Airlift Featherwing plus Ethernet. CircuitPython snakes its way to Cat5.
1: That's right. We got that working this week.
0: Kevin made a video on panelizing circuit boards uh, using KiCad. This one happens to be the Circuit Brain boards powered by CircuitPython. This is another business example of using CircuitPython. Uh, this crowd supply is going to be going live, and you'll be able to purchase these boards that Kevin made. And CircuitPython is built right in.
4: Yay. Um,
0: this is from Ben, who makes these really cute Lego minifig looking CircuitPython things. And if you uh, look at the video really close, he was like, oh, CircuitPython 5 came out. Uh, new, new version. Let me see how long it takes. And it was about the same time it took to tweet. That's how fast. It's kind of cool. Uh, Greg got the CircuitPython REPL that Zobs ported over to Fomo, running on the Orange Crab. she will see more. That's of that exciting. Later. Liz is working on this very cool step counter, based on Clue CircuitPython. Um, special shout out and thanks to Novelbits. They do an excellent Bluetooth industry report. Yep. And uh, this is like when, um, when like a, a like a Bluetooth celebrity, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Sempa, I noticed us. know yeah, like this is neat. They they, they are the standard. For, I think, the best Bluetooth newsletter. Yeah. Uh, I do subscribe to a bunch. And uh, it was great to see our board in there. So, if you haven't already, check out the Novel Bits Bluetooth Industry Report, especially if you're into this stuff. Um, another thing that uh, was uh, posted this is uh, from Go Jimmy Pie. They published their quest to get CircuitPython on a soft RISC V CPU on the ECP5 FPGA for the Redona ULX3X. Oof, that was That's not a far. lot. I got through it. Anyways, CircuitPython for risk. v FPGA,
1: FPGA <laughs> running Risk v and then CircuitPython on top of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is a really neat CircuitPython-based light-up glove complete with Iron Man Paul ring.
1: Oh, nice. Check that out, yeah. Fancy.
0: And then, um, Lady Ada, what do you call a gathering in a, in a group of crickets? Do you know?
1: A um, herd? I don't know. An orchestra. An orchestra. Yeah.
0: So this is That's an nice. orchestra of crickets. And CircuitPython. Uh, this is kind of cool. Uh, Sam posted up some great x rays of some boards, including the feather compatible orange crab. We're sending Sam out a bunch of our boards, and uh, hopefully, we'll have some cool x ray photos of them soon. Wait had posted up a delightful creation. This is a Featherwing prototype using the Bantam Tools Mill. It's a classy way to display seven segments. Toot. This is a feather adapter for the Onion Omega by Tisham, and the files are available on GitHub. This is the Clue. Running on a GiggleBot, and this is from Clio QC. So, all of the microbit accessories that we've been testing out have been working out so far, and a lot of people in the community has been testing them as well. Uh, microbit released uh, kind of good timing, classroom.microbit.org. You can do this virtual or in person and have kids learn about Python or make code all inside uh, their interface. Um, it works really well. We have a guide that we also just published. And you posted up a new guide this is for um, putting badger our series of programs and more uh, that lets you make name badges and, and anything for any type of event that you want posted up a video on doing morse code between a couple of different clues what can the clue do and last up um, we're working with our teams. We're expecting PyCon to make announcements. Uh, so far, PyCon's still on. It's April 15th to the 23rd. We'll see if that continues to happen. However, we are prepared for anything, including making sure people can tune into anything if it goes virtual. And that is the Python on Hardware News for this week.
1: Blinka, blinka, blinka.
0: All right. OK. Jobs at Adafruit.com, If you have skills, especially if you are a freelancer right now or if you're a company looking for freelancers, This is the time and this is the place to post jobs.adafruit.com. However, this one is a creative code and design instructor at Lick Wilmerding High School in San Francisco. It's full time. Check it out, jobs.adafruit.com. All right, time travel. We're going to look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. Uh, This week, we have a video that we want to show. We've been doing Adafruit I.O. for about three years or so, and we wanted to make a, a service that plays nice with every device. So if you have no Adafruit hardware, you can still use Adafruit I.O. Um, Please buy Adafruit hardware once in a while. It pays for Adafruit I.O. Um, But we're at the point where there's so many features, and we've been growing the team, and we want to add more features that we said now's a good time to start doing things like here's an overview video of all the different things it can do. So uh, take it away. Noah and Pedro, they just made an Adafruit I.O. video. It's awesome. Check it out. In this
4: video, we're taking a look at Adafruit IO, the easiest way to stream, log and interact with your data. Adafruit IO is a cloud service that can be used by everyone from makers building home automation to scientists who want to log data. We think this is great for folks who want to build an internet connected mailbox or automate their home with sensors. Other cloud services might lock you into using just their hardware. With Adafruit IO, you can use just about any device that can send data over the internet. With dashboards, you can visually see your data and control your projects from any browser. Data is stored on Adafruit I.O. feeds and it's not restricted to numbers. You can send environmental data, human readable text and even base 64 encoded binary data. Use charts to plot data from sensors so you can visually see things change over time. Dashboard blocks such as buttons and switches lets you send data to your projects so you can control them right from your browser. To customize your dashboard, you can drag and drop blocks and use the editor tools to easily make changes and updates. Connect your account to services like If This Then That or Zapier so you can move your data across the web. Set up triggers to notify you when your sensor data goes below a certain value. Use feed notifications to help you keep track of your feeds so you know when things are happy and healthy. There's tons of AIO projects on Adafruit's learning system so you have lots of demo code. Adafruit has client libraries for Arduino, CircuitPython, and support for the Raspberry Pi. There's also really good documentation on using the API. With plenty of documentation, you can quickly get projects up and running. You can sign up for free right now and get access to all the core features. For projects that need unlimited feeds and dashboards, you can upgrade to IO+. So if you need to control your projects over the internet, definitely check out Adafruit IO and start plotting your sensor data. Thanks so much for watching and be sure to subscribe for more content from Adafruit.
0: All right, other things in the news, um, Magpie is coming to the US. So just like we had the um, announcement and deal that we're trying to help Hackspace with, Magpie has the same thing. Yes. So uh, check out magpie.cc forward slash Adafruit, and that'll get you 12 issues for $60 and a free Raspberry Pi Zero. Um, Just to be clear, we get nothing for this. We are just helping. So what we wanted to do is help them get their U.S. subscribers going because if they don't have U.S. subscribers, they're not going to have a magazine for U.S. customers. Same thing with Hackspace. So I think they did pretty good with Hackspace, um, but you could still subscribe. And
1: they're a great pair, Magpie... Raspberry Pi focused, Hackspace, everything focused.
0: Yeah, so if you want to support um, the Raspberry Pi Foundation specifically, go get a subscription. You get a free Raspberry Pi Zero. Go check out Hackspace. You get a free Circuit Playground Express. Check it out. Okay. other things that are going on um, in the world. Uh, Open Hardware Summit is virtual. So um, definitely check out uh, our Discord right now if you want information. But they have a Discord server now. You can get the link. Um, the Discord link in our server or on um, 2020.oshua.org. And you can see a list of the things. So it's going virtual. Um, they have the hashtag, which is pound OHS2020virtual. You can sign up for um, uh, OSHA emails. They have a link there. You can take the open source hardware survey. Um, and then you can, uh, if you want, get 2021 tickets already. Um, my suggestion, if you're going to sponsor Open Hardware Summit for next year, do it as early as possible because your logo's there for all the entire year. Yeah, so, and also help them out because yeah. it's,
1: it, everything is very exciting, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of uh, work went into trying to get it you know, happening here in New York, and yep. now they have to plan to do that next
0: year. On Friday as well, there'll be uh, the sessions virtually, and you'll be able to get those on a variety of streaming services. So uh, we're all figuring this out together. So check it out and support the Open Hardware Summit. And uh, I know Drew is in Discord right now. You can get all the links to that and also from our team at any time. Okay, Lady Ada, there is 2,154 guides. What is on the big board this week?
1: We had a lot of guides this week and from last week. uh, I'll start at the bottom right. Carter wrote um, a really cool guide on using two clue boards to send Morse code messages back and forth um, using the buttons on the front of the clue for dit and da, and there's even a cheat sheet for all your Morse code decoding and encoding needs. And uh, as when you pair the two clues, you can be up to 50 feet away and then send messages to each other surreptitiously using Morse code. Melissa wrote up a guide on using the Bluefruit dashboard using web Bluetooth. So you can now use any computer uh, with a Chrome browser, which is like pretty much every computer, and you can connect to the Clue or to the Feather Sense or to Circuit Playground Bluefruit and uh, get temperature and light. Whatever sensors are available, they'll pop up on the dashboard. So it's a really easy way to get that data and immediately view it. Um, There's even a little 3D model of a rabbit that spins around if you have an orientation sensor, like in the Sense or the Clue. Jeff Epler wrote um, a guide, he helped uh, get ULab, Microlab um, merged in from MicroPython to CircuitPython. There's a little bit of work that went into that um, to make it compatible with both and also to Im- improve it. He also added a couple things like convolution, so you can do um, filter convolutions a lot easier with ULab. And he wrote a guide with lots of examples such as doing FFTs to get uh, spectral data, uh, doing convolutions and and filters, summing a lot of numbers, including um, how fast, how much faster it is to use ULAB than to do it in pure Python. Um, so definitely if you have sensor data that you want to manipulate or large arrays of numbers that you want to manipulate on a circuit Python board, you'll need one of the larger boards like the M4 or SAMD51 or the stm 32 f uh, four series uh, with a lot more flash because the the microlab is a big project but it's great to see you know people always ask like is there a numpy available for circuit python and now I can say yes something very similar is available. Um, a lot of things that you want to do you can now do it with microlab. Uh, we also did a little uh, one page uh, Raspberry Pi computer quick start guide. That's because a lot of people were just like, I have a Raspberry Pi 4, what do I need to get started? How do I burn an SD card? All that stuff. So it's a, it's a quick start. It doesn't go into detail, but if you just need to get your Raspberry Pi computer up and running, go to this one page guide. Uh, and we wrote this because JP needed it for his Bluetooth LE sensor nodes to Raspberry we'll Pi, Pi Wi Fi bridge. Right yeah, after you're done. It's, it's cool because it basically lets you take any of our Bluetooth low energy boards. Um, that have sensors built into them, and they almost all have at least one or two sensors built in, and uh, emit that sensor data over advertising packets, which then gets picked up by um, the Raspberry Pi, which has built-in Bluetooth for the Raspberry Pi 4 or Pi Zero W, and then it takes that data, the advertising data, and then it uploads it to Adafruit I.O. So you can plot and store data from all your sensor nodes using Bluetooth and Bluetooth is such a such a common protocol um, it's great for use as a sensor node um, and then by using advertisements you don't have to do any pairing or anything you're just listening in for this emitted data. Brent wrote a guide uh, as well as a library for using Ethernet using the Wiznet 5k series chipsets that's very common it's pretty much what everyone doing Arduino Ethernet is using now it's ported to CircuitPython, and he said it's really fast and super easy. No SSIDs required. Just plug in that cable, cable, click, and uh, you can connect to the internet. Um, check it out. He's got example code on using requests, uh, connecting, as well as customizing uh, your connectivity, like DHCP if you need to like tweak your DNS and stuff. Um, we had the uh, LPS25 barometric pressure and temperature sensor come out this week. So it's a really nice... Uh, fully molded sensor from ST for barometric pressure and um, temperature. Uh, we've got a guide for it. This breakout um, has Arduino code and Circuit Python code in by Python code, so you can use it with any computer or microcomputer that uh, basically you can use in Arduino or Python. Get pressure set, data into your uh, code. Um, Katni and um, ooh, what was the other person? Alvaro?
0: Yeah, we have a uh, the start of many more guides yes. to come for translated guides on CircuitPython. This
1: time in Spanish. So, if you uh, want to use CircuitPython, you have students or kids, or you personally are uh, not fluent in English, um, check out this guide. It's a fully translated guide version of our Welcome to CircuitPython, um, but fully translated. And of course, don't forget you can use CircuitPython translated builds. So, the error messages also show up in, uh, I think we have like 40 different languages supported. Um, at, or at least a dozen languages different languages supported and more coming uh, and then if you uh, are fluent in another language uh, please help with translation so we can get more languages um, built into CircuitPython okay. oh and uh, no we have four more to go there's a lot of guys this week Yeah. is that okay? Join you want me to speak to them?
0: yeah this is okay. our show yeah, yeah sure this All is right. what
2: we
1: do uh, no there's so many uh, and uh, did a guide using the clue with um, the Bright Wearables uh, plug-in purse uh, so it's designed for microbit but works with Clue and you can even display images on it. We have a guide on how to use the microbit classroom that just came out, how to manage classrooms, or maybe just a workshop or group of people using microbit. It's a great way to um, get feedback from students, make assignments, and check their work all using uh, the microbit um, online make code programming system. Uh, JP did the digital egg drop. We showed some little video clips of that on how to uh, do the egg drop uh, experiment on how to protect eggs, but without having to crack any eggs. Sometimes you don't have to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Sometimes you can just write some Python code. And we also have a guide for the feather blue fruit scents, our all-in-one feather that has like Five, six different sensors built in, as well as an NRF52840. You can use it with Arduino or CircuitPython, thanks to this guide.
0: Okay, uh, two quick things. Whew. First, uh, this is what uh, we have as an example for the micro-mab. yes,
1: that's somebody whistling uh, while the microphone is looking for a frequency, so you can see the frequency of the whistle in red.
0: Yeah, and then we have a, a short video on the Broadcast Net. Okay, so JP.
2: This project is the Broadcast Net. What we have are multiple Bluetooth enabled microcontroller boards like the clue and the feather sense that have a bunch of sensors on them. They're able to send their sensor data to a Raspberry Pi that's running our broadcast net library and circuit Python via Blinka. This data is then collected on the Raspberry Pi and immediately sent via Ethernet or Wi-Fi up to Adafruit IO. There we're able to, log that data and make all kinds of interesting widgets and graphs and charts so that we can look at the data. And it's a really great way for us to bridge the worlds of Bluetooth sensors and the internet via Wi-Fi or Ethernet connection that the Raspberry Pi can take care of for us. And so this is the BroadcastNet Bridge.
0: Okay, we have some made in New York City factory footage, take it away, Adafruit factory. footage segment without either a photo or video of what's going on this is across the street there is, there's still right. lots of cranes yeah. well,
1: the actions happening a lot of yeah. m- earth moving
0: yeah you can see that they've gotten through another building so yeah yeah Disney's building across the street from us so this is a time-lapse of this that we shoot out the window from the pick-a-place machines every week okay 3d printing um, this week we did the overview video of IO, yep. and then we have a sped up video take it away now Pedro pedro every single week 11 a.m on wednesdays okay lady Ada, we have a new segment
1: that's right the new new segment
0: i on npi and uh last week we kicked it off with the esp 32 s2 and all the things that we're going to do with circuit python tiny usb where to get it on DigiKey, the specific part number all sign that, up
1: get them when I, when all they that, all that good stuff ship.
0: Um, but this week, we are doing a new ION MPI because that's, that's right. what it's about. New.
1: Every week is going to be totally different. So we're going to take a total left turn onto yeah. a different highway. This is Maxim. And we're going to look at some Maxim all-in-one buck converter modules, which I thought were really interesting. Yeah. Um, so they're called the Himalaya MicroSlick Step-Down Power Modules. And um, what's interesting about this is it's a common power supply problem you got. You have... You know, a high voltage, four volts to maybe 36 volts. Maybe it's you know because you have a large battery, or uh, you know your DC input is is, um, inconsistent. You don't know what they're going to plug in. You need to get like three volts or five volts or six volts or something out. And you need about an amp or so. You'd want to use a buck converter. Everyone, you know, people here, uh, you know, you want to use an LDO if you're really price sensitive. But the moment you have any heat concerns or power concerns, a buck converter is going to get you really good. Uh, performance a lot better than LDO because you you know you have 96 or so 92 to 96 percent efficiency. So um, one of the things you also notice really fast when you do buck inverters is that you know you have um, chips and sometimes you need external MOSFET, you need an external inductor, and you need external components, capacitor. Before you know it, it actually gets kind of large, and As your board gets larger and all the components get separated, the efficiency can go down because you have these traces and the traces, you know, you lose, uh, there's some resistance to the traces. Also, um, you know, they're not as fully integrated. Um, What's interesting about these modules is they're like so tiny and they're all in one, and they even have the inductor built into them. So all you really need um, is like two capacitors, input output capacitor, output capacitor. And if you have the adjustable version, maybe two resistors to set the adjustable resistance, uh, the voltage using adjustable resistance. So you wanna look at some more pictures, maybe some part numbers, Yeah,
0: so there's a couple things. Uh, One, there's a schematic available. Yeah.
1: So this is it. This is all you need. I mean, like you have a couple caps, the input output caps. You, you have a couple filter caps. Um, you have resistors to set the frequency and the stability capacitor. But they're all these are all very small parts. Um, everything else is completely integrated. The MOSFET is integrated. The chip is integrated, um, and the inductor even is integrated.
0: Yeah. And for Ion and uh, MPI, we'll always give the place where you can get it. So it's available on DigiKey. This is their part number. Yeah. And there's a, a few different. Um, there's a
1: few versions. Yeah. There's one that has a fixed 3.3 volt output, a fixed 5 volt output, and there's also one with an adjustable output. So if you want to save two components, basically the same price, you know, pick the three or five volt one. You don't have to worry about those external parts. And then I want to make sure I show these on the overhead as well because there's yeah. there's I actually got the eval board uh, to show. So this is the eval board, and this shows um, the full setup. So what's interesting about this is that this part here, you see that looks like an inductor, Cause these are clearly the capacitors. This is the input and output capacitor, and then a couple passives. But this over here, I got some chips. This is the actual module itself. So it's, like, so small. I'm going to zoom
0: in here. I see you how wanna far. want to zoom out? Well, you know, we got this new overhead, okay. and I've never zoomed in all the way.
1: People are going to lift my fingerprints. Oh, sure. Whatever. OK. So this is tiny. This is only a few. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So close. Whoa, so close. This <laughs> is
0: it. We are in the chip.
1: <laughs> it's too small. Okay. Um, so it's, you know, the chip is wire bonded in, there's got the FET is built into it, so it's uh, fully synchronous. And then you see the the inductor is bonded on top. Um, so one of the things that they showed off with this is that it's also extremely uh, high efficiency because everything is so integrated. So it's a little bit more expensive than getting all the separate parts, but nothing's gonna beat this on size and efficiency. If you, you know, if you, if you have a wearable or you have a small, device like a camera or sensors, and you need it to be as efficient and as small as possible, um, this would be a very nice buck converter to use.
0: Okay, and uh, as we explored the Maxim site, uh, we saw a video, and we're going to play their video that they had, it's about a minute long from one of their events.
3: Today I'm talking about the Himalaya Power. We have our switching regulators here, 60 volts max input voltage with integrated FETs, and today we're comparing against competition. So we have a fully synchronous device against a competitor who is asynchronous, converting 24 volts to 5 volts. And how do you compare them? Usually with efficiency. Today we can share that efficiency in terms of an actual visual representation with the thermal camera. So with the thermal cameras, you can actually see the difference in color on the screen. So on the left, you can see that we are much cooler The blue representation and a max temperature of 55 degrees actually shows that we are cooler than competition where you can see the red and white actually uh, projecting about 95 degrees in terms of temperature. So the asynchronous solution is going to be less efficient. It has an external diode. We are fully synchronous so we have internal FETs which is definitely going to be more efficient and have less resistance. On the right side we also have a 2 amp solution where competition does have an actual synchronous solution much like ours. However, even using an exact inductor and same switching frequency we are still more efficient and that represents an even cooler solution for maximum versus competition of about three to four degrees. So in both cases it's important to actually be more efficient. Whenever you have more heat you need more external components. Maybe you need airflow, maybe you need an external heat sink. So the cooler operation is actually a simpler solution for you in time and external components.
0: And that's, week, that's this week's ION MPI. Yes. Check it out.
1: These are so cool. I think, you know, for making a very small device, it needs to have flexible power input. Um, and I just need to be as small and as efficient as possible, especially if you have a small battery and you want to make sure that you use that battery well. Check this out. The, the whole series, they have a bunch of different chips with different uh, voltage inputs, outputs, etc. cetera. But uh, this is the one I think you can start with because it's the adjustable one. That's ION MPI
0: okay um before we get over to new products in it together is the code because we are in this together folks we are like it or not in it together ready yeah
1: new, 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 new. 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 all
0: right new products in um, it
1: together we are
0: still on track to ship eight box very soon there is not that many openings left uh i think we're very close to running out because we just got a notification so if you haven't already, go to com and pick it up. Uh, we'll be shipping uh, probably within four weeks.
1: Yeah. There's each. a little bit of a delay, obviously, where, you know, we had to yeah. wait to be able to get um, some of the components we needed. But we are putting yeah, the boxes we, together. We are still on track. We're, we're doing it. Okay, first up. Okay, so this is this week is great for people who love DIN rails. Are you a DIN rail fan? Well, this week is for you. Uh, we have a whole bunch of different DIN rail accessories that let you connect... Uh, various uh boards and circuit yeah circuitry boards and and single board computers so actually the first one i'll start with is this one which i think is neat it's actually just a, a mount but here's what's cool about it you can mount an arduino uno on it you can mount uh, a mega a raspberry pi a beagle bone and um here's an example of uh, it's got mounting holes for all of them so it's a nice side mount uh, it doesn't have any you know breakouts or anything it's just a mount but it comes with that connector. So, you know, if you have like a a dual DIN rail here, I'm going to just demo it. You slide it on and then you can bolt it down. And it's always hard to get going on live video. Okay. Uh, So then you can slide onto the DIN rail and you can add. um, It's like a roller coaster
0: for your electronics. It is like
1: a roller coaster. But, you know, for industrial users, I think this is a a nice.
0: It's more like a monorail.
1: Yeah, it's a monorail. So, this is a nice monorail for your electronics. this pairs very nicely with something what we put in stock a couple weeks ago which is our 40 pin terminal block breakout this is sold separately um but you can uh, also put this on the railing and then plug it in over via this cable so you have a full uh hold on uh so you can have the Raspberry Pi or BeagleBone or whatever, plug in, have the terminal block, and then you can have um, USB and Ethernet come out here, power, and then uh, the GPIO if you want to connect those to something. So, For industrial uses um, or just, you know, you want to organize your single board computer life, uh, these DIN rail add-ons are great.
0: Okay, and just to show you some of the other ones. Yeah, we uh, also we have
1: Metro or Arduino shaped ones and ones for Mega or Grand Central. So these plug in upside down. Um, that's just the easiest way to get to the headers because they're socket headers. You can still power them. You can um, there's a reset button that's exposed here. Um, you can connect SPI if you like. And these ones do come with terminal blocks. So they're more expensive because they have terminal blocks uh, for all the GPIO as well. And then, of course, uh, for Mega projects, the mega version, uh, the Grand Central also fits quite nicely. Um, again, you can give it power and USB and mount it. It's very heavy, so it's like a half a pound. Okay. DIN rail action. Right next up. All right, DIN rails. Okay, we also have um, the uh, Flickr, or Flick, I think Flick, sorry, I can't remember the name of it. The Flick case for, um, Flick IR case for Raspberry Pi 4. Um, this is a really nice case. Flerk, right, I can't remember their name. Uh, the Flerk case, um, so they do a, uh, they have an IR remote to, and they, um, to make, turn Raspberry Pi computers into um, AV setups. And uh, they made this really nice case. I don't carry a lot of Raspberry Pi 4 cases because there's a ton of them, but um, I really liked this one. Um, this one's screwed together. It's got this like really nice soft top and a metal outside, so it's nice and durable. It's nicely brushed. And on the bottom, again, it's got this like soft, rubbery bottom, so it fits nicely and you can put stuff on top oh, of nice. it. Yeah, nice, it's a nice feeling. Um, and it has a heat sink built into it. And of course it has all the outputs you need. You can get to the SD card very easily. It's a really beautiful case. It even has a little slot here if you want the GPIO cable to come through. Kind of hard to see, but there's a slot here for the GPIO cable to come through and screws, and of course, uh, all the USB and Ethernet. So this is a very nice case from the Flurk team. We also carry the remote. So if you want to turn um, your uh, Raspberry Pi into a Kodi box, uh, this case will do a very nice job. Okay, next up. We also have another sensor, this one from ST. This is the ST uh, LPS 25. Uh, it's a humidity sorry it's a barometric pressure and temperature sensor i have it wired up here to an uh stm 32 f405 feather and um this sensor it's it's nice it's inexpensive it's high quality uh it has a nice range and um uh it's got quick connects on both sides so you can you can see you just plug it right into uh this board or we have um you know ones with Socket header or plug header or alligator clips. So you don't have to do any soldering at all. You just plug it in and we've got code for Arduino and CircuitPython and Python. So you can use it with, again, any microcontroller or my computer you'd like. Um, Great sensor, very easy to use. Uh, Great if you want to do um, altimeters, altitude detection, barometric pressure changes with altitude. And it can also be used for some weather detection. So you know if you're in a low power, uh, sorry, a low pressure zone, you know, maybe a storm is coming in. High pressure probably means it's going to be nice and sunny.
0: Okay, next up. It's Mr. Bill. It's Squishy
1: circuits. Um, this is neat. This is a conductive Play-Doh. This is a, a kit to get you started. Um, this is a starter kit. It's got a lot of stuff with it. I think it's got like eight different tubs, different colors of squishy Play-Doh that's conductive. It also comes with a nice battery pack that's protected. It's got a fuse, a, a fuses inside of it. Uh, to protect it, an LED to let you know it's on, and um, of course, information. This is a 4AA battery pack. Um, Turn it off or on. Very nice. And then here you've got, um, for example, blue conductive dough. And what I like is they've got these little spade connects. Makes it really easy to um, plug it right into the dough. And then uh, you can turn on LEDs. They also have a buzzer, which I'm going to plug in. It's going to be really annoying. Just get ready for that. that's annoying Uh, but kids love annoying so um, if you want to play with electronics but like not even soldering not even alligator clips you're really playing with play-doh this is a really fun kit and it's really great for young kids to like add a little bit of electronics to their playtime.
0: yeah young kids Uh, adults are going to buy a bunch of these
1: and adults love it too
0: next up Start the show. Besides you, Lady Ada, and the community, and all of our team members, this week is this product.
1: That's right. In addition to everybody in the community, that's awesome. This product's also awesome. This is also from ST. We've been adding a lot of uh, sensors and devices from ST to the shop. This is a combo nine dof sensor that features the LSM six D socks. I love socks as well as the LIS three MDL magnetometer. So this is accelerometer, gyroscope, magnetometer all in one and nine DOF board, um, all ready to go, connected over I squared C with lots of interrupts. And the reason that this is so great is we actually did a comparison of all the different gyroscopes. Because when you're doing orientation um, detection for um, like calculation and fusion, the gyroscope quality actually has a huge effect on whether you have low drift and whether you have um, very quick reaction. So the LSM-6 DSOX has really excellent zero rate um offset so it it doesn't have you know won't slowly twist and drift as much as many other gyroscopes and it's got very low noise like when you're sitting on a table and it's not doing anything um, it's like 0.1 degree per second change it's very very minor um, noise and so you're not going to see a lot of jitter in your um, orientation detection so you know fuse this with uh, mahoney or nxp uh, fusion algorithm um, or Magwick, we've got a library for how to do that, and you can get 3D orientation data out. And this so far has been one of the nicest sensors at a very good price um, for getting orientation data. You're going to like this a lot if you're coming from, you know, MPU 6050 or you know some other earlier uh, IMU sensors. This is a nice, nice nine dof pairing. Nasty products. Do you recap? Yes, it's recap time.
0: Let's do a recap. Ready?
1: Recap, recap, recap. No, 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 no. You like DIN rails? You got DIN rails? You have stuff you want to put on DIN rails? You're set. Uh, these add on boards let you uh, connect a Raspberry Pi or a BeagleBone. We've got one for Arduino. We've got one for mega uh, sized boards, all on monorails, DIN rails, so you can easily uh, organize and wire up your boards. Very nice for people who use DIN Rails in their projects. This, uh, uh, man, I keep forgetting their name. Flirk? Flirk. This Flirk case uh, for the Raspberry Pi 4 is a great, uh, beautiful case. It's got aluminum on the outside and it's got this kind of soft silicone rubber on the top and bottom. Uh, It's a great case, and uh, the Flirk team also does a lot of work on Raspberry Pi and um, AV setup. Uh, software, so it's a great way to support them and uh, their free software by buying hardware. Uh, if you would like to add a, a simple, low cost but high quality barometric pressure and temperature sensor, the LPS 25, you can't go wrong with it. Uh, it's a great sensor. We've got Arduino and CircuitPython code for it, um, so it'll work with any microcontroller or my com- computer board to get barometric pressure and temperature. Do you like playing with Play-Doh? Do you like the smell of Play-Doh? It's kind of comforting, isn't it, in these troubling times? Well, you can uh, get conductive Play-Doh. It comes with a battery pack with these nice spade connectors, uh, conductive and also insulating dough, as well as a bunch of LEDs. Uh, It's a really fun way to play with Play-Doh and do electronics. No soldering, no alligator clips. You just play with Play-Doh all day and make things light up and beep. And the star of the show is the LSM6 DSOX plus LIST3 MDL 9DOF sensor. Uh, this is a really great quality sensor with an excellent gyroscope with very low zero rate offset and very low uh, no motion drift. So if you want to uh, get a 9DOF sensor that you can then fuse to get orientation data using you know, Magwick or Mahoney or other similar fusion algorithms, uh, we had very good success with this sensor set. Um, the magnetometer is very high quality. Uh, and, you know, it's very stable and has high rate. And the gyroscope, of course, uh, is what really um, sets it apart. Uh, they've done an excellent job with making a very stable, high quality gyroscope here in the LSM-6D SOX sensor. <music> That's new products.
0: Okay. Uh, Code is in it together all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Um, We are going to answer some questions in just a moment. Um, So head over to adafruit.it slash discord or discord.gg slash adafruit. Both of those things get you to the same place. But first, we're going to do some top secret. Give you a couple minutes to get over there and put your questions in. While you're doing that, we're going to show this off. So first up... We got the Clue working on working with this little bot, so here it is so far. All right, Lady Ada, what is this?
1: Hey, I'm testing out the Clue in this micro-bit compatible bot, the cute bot. This is adorable. It's got NeoPixels, little wheels, battery, and a sonar, and I've got it working with Adafruit um, Bluefruit Control, which is our app, so I can make it go. Ready? Ooh. Ooh, back out. Stop. (laughs) There you go. This cute little bot works great. Hi.
0: And next up, what is this?
1: So if you like that quick board that we just showed off uh, with the LSM 60 socks and the List 3MDL, we're gonna come up with a 9-Duff IMU Featherwing based on the same sensor set. Um, So it'll be really great. You can plug it into any of our feather boards because it uses only I squared C and then get nine degree of freedom orientation data out.
0: Okay.
1: This is kind of an interesting chip that I saw. Um, it's an ST25DV. It's a EEPROM that has both I squared C and NFC interfaces. So you can write the EEPROM over I 2 C and then read it over NFC. So it's kind of like a rewritable EEPROM with NFC connectivity. So you like. You know, I just drew a little antenna on it, and I don't know if it's going to work out, but it looks kind of neat, right?
0: It does. And that's top secret for this week. Get back in the vault. Back in the new vault secret with you. Projects. So secret. Okay. Um, not if you haven't yet. already, please head over to adafruit.it slash Discord. Join all 16,000 of us. Now's a good time to join a community with a bunch of people online. Let's do some questions. Okay, Lady Ada, there are some questions lined up. I'm going to. I'm ask, ready. Um, are you ready? Ask me. First up, how does this new 9DOF compare to the NXP 9DOF?
1: It's a little bit better. Um, I think that one, the LSM sixty socks. It's I, I you know I did a comparison of every gyroscope because um, that's what, again what really de- determines the uh, the quality. And you know I think the noise, um, the offset and the noise on the LSM sixty socks was quite low. And also, NXP. I, I'll say like I I have liked that um, sensor set for quite a bit, but they had a lot of difficulty for like a year. I couldn't get those chips um so it makes me a little nervous about using them um because like we now have them but for like 10 months uh they were completely unavailable um and unclear why
0: next up how are you deciding whether you add a crystal to the samd based product some have it like the feather m zero and some don't like the itsy bitsy m zero
1: when price is a good question yeah when price and size are at a premium like the itsy bitsy i just did not have space or on the circuit playground blue fruit um we didn't have, um, you know, we had to reduce the bill of materials as much as possible. I don't put the crystal on, but um, for, you know, and then um, for the Feather NRF 52840, there's a crystal, because it's designed for everybody to use and, and if they want to use it for low power or RTC usages. But then on the Feather Sense, I ran out of space. I had to remove the crystal. There was no way to, mm. to make room for the micro, uh, microphone. Got it. Uh, you know, it, y- you always have to have at least, um, you tend to need to have at least one crystal um, there's built-in oscillators inside uh, a lot of ARM Cortex chips, and especially with the SAMD series, um, you know, it's good to have a crystal, of course, but you can synchronize um, against the one kilohertz USB pulse, and that'll get you uh, really close and, and has been very successful for us. So, you know, if I have space in the budget, I'll put it in, but if not, it's not essential. You can do without it.
0: Okay. All right. Um, I'm not quite sure, maybe someone in the chat can answer this one. Is there a GUI designer included with the Node-RED environment? How do you create a GUI panel that talks to Node-RED?
1: You know, I've never really used Node-RED, yeah. but I know there's a lot of tutorials online. Yeah. So people might know in the chat, but um, definitely check out like YouTube for videos on
0: Node-RED. Okay. Um, for the chip that can do rotation, um, 0.1 degree per second, is it sensitive to notice the rotation of the Earth?
1: No, because you're, you're, you're moving with the Earth. Um, so you can't use that to detect the earth's rotation. Um, it's also, it does have a little bit of noise. It's meant for, you know, you're moving something in 3d space, not for detecting like the planet you're on moving. Um, there's a magnetometer that can tell you where North is. Um, but then again, you know, as you're moving, North is moving with you.
0: Okay. Uh, let me check the next room. I think that might be it for questions I think someone's typing so if they finish their typing their question that's always a tricky thing when you see the typing because it's like you wait you don't know what What does that mean I know we had this discussion what do you do what do you do what do you do do do? yeah yeah okay thanks so without a USB connection it's less stable without a external that's right
1: it's there could be some error it could be like one to two percent error Um, the only real way to know for sure to have it output a uh, square wave you know, from a timer out on a, on a pin and measure it with an oscilloscope or a logic analyzer and you'll be able to see that it does change a little bit. But okay. again, does it matter? It, probably not. Um, for some cases you really do need high precision uh, timing, but for a lot of cases you don't.
0: Okay, um, those are our questions for tonight. Yay. But, but. don't forget, if you go to adafruit.it slash discord, we're there 24-7. I'm there. Join all of us. Now is a really good time to meet new people, share your projects, join this community. We've been doing this for a decade. Lots of people working from home. Lots of people are doing things where they have a lot of computer time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be antisocial. We founded Circuit Python on the idea. Code plus community. It's it in the name. It's just as important as the code is the community. So do check that out. Um, we're not going to do a giveaway this week because uh, I don't know what's going to be going on. So we may wanna, not be able to ship it. Yeah, who knows? There's a lot. There's a lot of, a lot of uh, things that we I, I don't know what's going to happen next. So I don't want to um, have to figure out how to get this free thing to someone today. Um, but we'll have probably a bunch more online stuff that we're doing. I might even do like a giveaway hour coming up soon. Yeah, sure. Crazy times. We've done that. We've done that before. So that is our show. Thanks everybody. Week this week, thank you so much. Uh, special thanks to all the Adafruit team members, both here and remote. Uh, Jesse Mays in the Adafruit slide. Thanks, Jesse May. Handling things behind the scenes. Thank you so thank much, Jesse thank May. Thank May. Thank you, everyone, so much. Don't forget the code is in it together. We are in it together. Your code, your purchase helps us keep this thing going. We'll get through anything together, everybody. Hang in there. Hold tight. Take a deep breath. Share something makes you feel good. And hang out with us online. See everybody next week. Be
1: virtual. And don't forget, Oshawa is also this weekend and anyone can tune in. Yep.
0: All right. Here is your moment of
1: Bye, everybody. See everybody next week. Stay safe.